0: Five Point Play Summer Edition starts now. Jack is now part of the workforce. AC, he said he's already done with it, and he's been working for three days.
1: <laughs> he's ready to get I've back. We're working to the podcast, for two but... weeks. Thank
0: you. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry, two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, he's on a complaint, and, and AC. I think we got some bad news for him, and only gets worse from here.
1: hmm Yeah, there's a whole lot of years of that. So uh, <laughs> enjoy it. Enjoy it. <laughs> unless, uh, unless, oh, obviously, sure. unless this podcast, whenever this podcast takes off. And that's then true. this could be the source of income. So, well, that's yeah, true. we take off,
0: we're living it up. Yeah, especially the fact that we have a lot of trademarks AC in the, uh, in the works.
1: <laughs> number one being you know, people De- are
0: checking our stuff. Pause. Yeah,
1: Derek Wadehead, number one Wadehead, W A D E H E A D. Okay, because this dude played like we've been saying it since before he even committed to Duke as a player. We've been saying this dude is the next coming of uh, Dwayne Wade. So, I don't want to hear it all over the place now after everybody else, because we've, we've set this stone. We have set this in motion. Dariq Wade had his hours. Nobody else can have it. Got it?
0: <laughs> Fair enough. And, and I'm with you on that, because, you know, like I, I like to beat a dead horse. And, uh, you know, we took this one from the beginning. Uh, same thing with Jeremy Roach, by the way. We, mm-hmm. we, we mm-hmm. took Jeremy Roach. When all the haters, Jack, they all, they all were off him on, you know, after his freshman year, during his freshman year, First part of his sophomore year. Now now he is the greatest thing since last bread. He's the new Quinn Cook. He's the new Nolan
2: Smith. which which one of the three of us even within that was the one who said he reminded uh he reminded them of the uh that oh one oh two backcourt.
1: That was
0: you, man.
2: That was all yeah, me and, and look at what, that. He,
0: I'll tell you what, Jack, you know, you being a working man has not taken away your humbleness. <laughs> uh,
2: don't tell uh, me you didn't see Shade the Jay Will and c do in the uh, in bro. The we like that was the
1: comparison we made last year with sophomore year Chris Duhon, and it had almost identical stats. Exactly. Like,
0: exactly. Like, I, um, I don't know
1: what else to tell people, man.
0: All right, so we will we will talk a little bit about uh, kind of the off season program so far, what we've been hearing, mm-hmm. some of the videos that have been released. Uh, I'm excited. I'll tell you that. So we'll get yeah. into that. We'll start with the NBA draft, but before we even get into the NBA draft results. Um, the duke brotherhood whoever was in vegas it looked like there's about 30 40 50 yeah. almost
1: yeah
0: i just want to I have one question i'll let I you guys to answer this who picks up that bill <laughs> out of
1: you know, that group dinner? it's got to be grant
0: right oh, yeah. I, I, that was my thought it had, it had to be Grant it, Hill. it's right? either
1: grant or you make the lowest the lowest paying paid person pay for everybody so that's probably why trevor wasn't so DJ, there dj
0: stewart <laughs> yeah so dj I mean, Stewart's got to pick on, the check Come on no
2: no. I guess my in all seriousness, it was probably a meal, and then he built it to the school, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. that being said, yeah. it should have been Grant, who literally owns an NBA team, correct
0: <laughs> that's true. it should be Grant, but I, I bet you the program picks it up um so in a way, we kind of all paid for it,
1: but it's I mean, it's still awesome, it's right like they're at the they' several I mean, league have, what, and,
0: what, and what would you what would you pay to be a part of that dinner
1: bro, I mean. Ask me what I paid for the UNCG. Right, that's, to that's why that's I asked you. <laughs> whatever, whatever that was, the same amount. And it's in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I could have won it on the crap table or
0: something. That's awesome. <laughs> or, or you could have joined He could have joined uh, Coach K on the Swatch. <laughs> Bro.
1: <laughs> That was That's, ridiculous. That was
0: wild. Can
2: he live? That's Can hilarious. he enjoy retirement for crazy sake? I'm not man. like I'm I'm fine with letting K live. I just think the internet's reaction to coach K just enjoying his time was so funny. <laughs> like Kay he's a human being. It. I know, right?
0: Do, do we have any idea if he won, you know the I mean, one so. slot pool before <laughs> for, before he stared before he stared death into that guy's eyes?
1: Yeah, for the sake of the casino, I hope so. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's friends with the Wynn family, so I know, I know he true. has something to say. That's true.
0: Um, all right, so NBA draft, uh, it was a shock to everybody not named Jack, AC, and TK, but Paulo does go number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, AC just talk about, you know, we kind of, Jack, you kind of broke into our group chat that, you know, you were hearing that day that uh, Paulo was going to go number one, and AC had already uh Picked up money on Jabari Smith, is that right? Did
1: I? Yeah, yeah. Put Jabari first.
0: Wow. Yep. Wow. Do you want to talk about why you did that?
1: Um, just for that whole reverse jinx thing, you know, you know how that goes. Just, okay, I'm, a, I'm a team player. So, you that's
0: know? a team. team player. That's a team player. <laughs> a team player. Um, Jack, yes, yeah, so talk about Paulo going number one.
2: So I was actually down in Orlando on draft day, believe it or not,
0: enjoying a oh, wow. little
2: vacation, and uh, it, it was. It was a crazy day. I saw a ton of magic jerseys and generally a ton of basketball jerseys around uh, around Disney that day. And um I kept seeing the notifications from Woj about the odds shifting and the magic no longer locked in on Jabari Smith, now heavily considering Boncaro. And then in the 30 minutes leading up to the draft, it became very obvious that it was gonna be Bonkero. And I was I was so excited.
1: Bro, that was yeah, that was number one the the pre the pre-pick alerts we were getting from jack were off the wall man i was like where's jack get this from bro (laughs) you had your finger on the pulse man but yeah orlando that's that's a it's a a new a budding team that has a really the you know the magic fan base actually is a really good fan base and dog i'm telling you in a couple years this could be a squad man this this could be a squad How, how do
0: you how do you feel uh paulo and wendell Carter pair up together do you think that they keep it that way do you think they end up shipping wendell i mean they just
2: gave him a bag
0: yeah sure i mean but it could be you know i mean yeah. gotta see like, how, do, how do you first of all how do you guys think that they work together
2: i think they're perfect for each other yeah they they
1: absolutely can be i mean they can they can just interact interchange spots like it, it doesn't have to be a, a lumbering center and a, and a mobile big, like it doesn't have to be that pairing. You can have two guys that can play in and out and make the whole thing work. And that, and all that does is space the floor for their, for their drivers too, like Cole Anthony and those dudes are going to be able to get to the hole whenever they want. So that that's a team that's got some excitement behind it, man. That's like kind of like the Grizzlies, how they've, how they've kind of built their squad up and shout out tires. Yeah. You yeah, made
0: me to it, Jeff. Yeah. Yep.
1: And, and I, I think, If RJ Hampton can pick it up a little bit there, they may just be a point guard away from being able to make some actual noise in the East, but I I do think they can be in that seven to 10 range for that playoff play in.
0: Yeah. I I mean, RJ would have to actually pass the ball, but
2: uh, (laughs) are you guys sleeping on Suggs that much?
1: Nah, but I don't, he's a six man, right? Like he's not going to start.
2: I feel like him There's and no- Anthony can kind of share PG duties a little bit too. Hampton, Hampton doesn't really seem like a one to me anymore like he did in high school. Right, right. That's very true.
1: That's very true.
0: All right, so so Paul goes one. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that was a little bit of a shock. And I think the other shock for for Duke fans is that he was the only one picked in the lottery. Mm-hmm. So Mark Williams and A.J. Griffin go 15-16 to the Hornets and the Hawks. No surprise that Mark goes to the Hornets. That was well uh, predicted. So and, much and- smoke. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody yeah. knew that he was going now. The Hawks draft AJ, what do we think about that pick, uh, AC?
1: Great for them, man. Like just they replaced Cam Reddish with Cam Reddish, essentially. <laughs> and and like it's it, we've talked about this before, like just with how good AJ can be. And I think he's in a good situation where he doesn't have to be the alpha, which works out for him. So I, I like this. I like this move a lot for him. They they got a bunch of shooters down there, they're just they're playing the spread of the floor game right now now they got a defender too that's only going to help them
0: yeah and then he got uh wendell going 26 the mavericks drafted yeah. him traded to minnesota yeah uh, jack do you like him up there in uh in minnesota i mean they got a deep team no they wendell don't and crack, can, can wendell <laughs> craft the uh you know the line up there
2: he was going to beforehand and since the uh the gobert yeah. trade there's no chance he might start
0: yeah they lost a bunch
1: of dudes with that trade <laughs>
2: He's going to be in the top seven of their rotation. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's a great landing spot ended up for him. Oh, it's perfect. I I think... I mean, here's the thing. If you've watched any summer league, you've noticed they've been playing him at point and on the wing. And Uh I think kind of a combo of that for him is is perfect. And he, he really... He could end up being one of the better players out of the draft if they use him to his full.
0: Well, delivery. they they have they have no more draft picks,
2: so right. That's know, true. It's
0: like <laughs> you know, they, people like to talk about recruiting over. They're not going to draft over him because they have no picks. Yeah. Very true. And yeah. then
2: I want to quick go back to AJ. Just yeah. really quick, I'm, I'm really I think the Hawks are a good laying spot because they're just building a team of shooters. But I also think that he could like remember they they don't have Kevin Herter anymore. He could kind of take over that, like a starting wing role in the not too distant future if we kind of start seeing that aggression come back that he had in high school before the injuries and before he lost his senior year.
1: Yeah. I mean, he just fills in on that role that Herter played, plus he plays D. Like that's exactly that. That's the big deal right there. So it's like they they are that spot's already made for him. So he's just going to slide into a spot that's not experimental.
0: The, your boy, uh, Patrick Baldwin, actually did get drafted in the first he round, did? went to the Warriors, which is, you know, interesting. I either think that's uh, a perfect pick for them. Either, right. It's either a really savvy it, move or, up, or it's, it's like whatever. It's, it's, a great, it's a great pick for them. Yeah. Mean, they have, it's no pressure um, for the Warriors and really it's no pressure for him. So if he ends up being, I guess that's the perfect pick. Like you're, you're picking Paminga and things like that yeah. earlier in the draft. Like this is a no greater, You know, the kid had all the upside in the world, mm-hmm. um, you know, plays for his dad. We know the story. Um, that could be a, a a huge pick for them in a couple of years. Yeah, especially you know be... when you get rid of when you get rid of you know Clay, you know, and stuff like that. In about three, four, or five years, so if mm-hmm. he does end up working out, he's yeah. a perfect guy to fill right in.
1: That's <laughs> kind of who people talked about with him was Clay a little bit, just because the way he shot and his release and everything. And to be six ten, to be a big shooter like that, dude. That's it. Could either be like Clay ceiling, or might even like Michael Porter Junior ceiling, or something. Or it could just be eh, end of the first round pick that didn't pan out whatever like it's it's, it's one of the two i
0: There's
1: think the no big between. thing
2: the big thing with baldwin is the fact that he's really not that athletic mm-hmm. i think that's what makes him the perfect pick for golden state it's he's not going to be clay thompson he's not going to be running off screens like able to shoot but the warriors offense is des- has been designed in the past we've seen like with bialitz re- most recently mm-hmm. these unathletic shooters they can get wide open shots in that offense with steve kerr the way he runs it so I think that's a great pick if he can get the consistent jumper. He's not going to be Clay Thompson. He's not going to be able to defend at that level. He's not going to be able to move at that level. But if he can shoot in the corners consistently, like a Steve Novak type, perfect, wow. perfect Steve role weird. player.
0: Wow. Nice. Um, all right, yeah, AC, I want you to have this one. So Duke had four guys drafted in the first round. We didn't know where Trevor would end up going, uh-huh. but he did <laughs> end up. You
2: can't
1: end up with your New your <laughs> niche. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. happy for him, honestly, because, again, one of those teams that they lost a bunch of draft picks to move around and ended Trevor's up trading everybody pick, right? away. Yeah, I mean, Trevor's the only pick in the draft for them, and he signed a two-way contract. So he is going to be on the squad at some point in time. They just got to figure out what they're trying to do. I guess they're trying to move cap space and everything. So he could absolutely be somebody who finds the floor as uh, as one of those low-risk, Low money type of players. And so far in summer league, he hasn't looked great. He's kind of looked exactly how we felt he would look. But if he gets a couple of years in the G League to to kind of hone his skills, he has skill sets that he can make better as he gets older. He's one of the youngest players in the draft. So I'm I'm, I'm happy with him. I'm happy for him to get that two-way contract so early. It's a great spot for the Knicks based on what they're trying to do and, you know, happy for him.
0: Yeah, I, I think we all kind of expect him to do a lot of time in the, in the G League, but that's not the worst thing in the world for Trevor Keels. Um, so hopefully, you know, he, he performs well there, gets his body right, um, you know, learns a fan or two and can somehow find his way in the Garden uh, for a decent amount next year.
2: Um, I expect overall, him to average, yeah. sorry, TK, I expect him to average at least the same amount of points in the NBA in the Garden that he did at Duke in the Garden.
0: Okay, there we go. So we our, a game? Uh, twenty five Twenty seven. Right? Get him. Jack. I don't know. I don't know that. Well, you know, it would be nice to have him and RJ both averaging about twenty seven. Because that's, oh, that's what that's what RJ is going to average this year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, probably.
1: Especially when they get rid really of. I mean, am not. am not even, Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um. All right. So overall thoughts on Duke in the draft? Obviously, getting five players drafted. Um. Is the first, correct. Mm-hmm. So. First. Best all um, the best. right. So, I mean, four guys in the first round can't really speak much more than that. Um, pretty good night for for Duke overall. John Shire was in the house, um, you know, with the guys that they got drafted in, in the first round that were there. Play. Program set up pretty nicely. Let's talk about the program. Let's talk about some of the videos that we've seen that have come out. And uh, I want to start at the top. I just can't speak enough about the – Perlatives and all the praise, the great leader the Jerryman Roach is. All, all, all the praise, AC. I, it's thought all he yeah, I, thought, this, I thought,
1: I thought he was trash. Yeah, they wanted to replace trash. his scholarship, thought, and Jordan so Goldwire good. is supposed to be there. Like, wait a minute, man. Calm down, y'all. <laughs> like, hold on a second. like, Get are, off the train. Are,
0: are you, AC, are you going to allow people to jump on the Roach bandwagon? It's too late. I want as many fans
1: as as Jeremy can get. Like the kid deserves it, but I just need people to just to chill for a second as if they were acting like they were there from day one, like you're not day one. So just calm down a second because because we've been trying to tell
0: you, you got to pay your dues.
1: Yeah. This is, this was the career arc for Jeremy based on what he did in high school, based on his size, everything else. Like this is exactly what we expected to see out of him. And he he looks like the strongest player in the court, which he is. He's one of the most athletic players in college. And that should show through this year very much. I think it showed through at the end of last year. I think it should show through even more this year with another year getting older in the, in the program and the can program. the conditioning program. Um, I mean, but everything else was there. Like you see the videos, it's summer practice. I'm not going to take anything tactically away from that, but he just, he looks good on the ball. He's, you know, he looks just, he looks like one of those veteran point guards and he's the alpha. He is clearly the alpha on this team. Yeah. It's his team this year. There's no, There's no top dog, you know, Hall of Fame type of freshman coming in like Jeremy's not a freshman anymore. He's in the the exact role he played at Paul to six, which was you be the leader. You be the one with the ball in your hands. We're going to give it to you in the clutch. Like they give it to him in the clutch last year, even with Paulo on the floor, even with Mark on the floor, even with AJ on the floor. Jeremy was the one taking most of our big shots. So it's just going to be more of that this year. He's so good at it. So I am. Very happy. What well, I see, see out of him, it's exactly what we figured it would be, and it's going to be enough to to keep Duke in the conversation all season as one of the better teams in the nation.
0: Yeah, and Jack, you know the another good thing for him is that there there is nobody behind him. There there is no shuffling around. He will be the starter um, the entire forty games that we play next year.
2: You don't think Jalen Blake's is going to take over? <laughs>
0: Didn't somebody
1: say that last year? Somebody said someone, they can't wait for Jalen Briggs. Well, ж- Jalen J- 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 Blakes is,
0: <laughs> I mean, this is no fault of his own, but he's turning into the fans' Jordan Goldwire. They, yeah, they, yeah. they, he they, they he's going to be way they better. They can't see past, you know, one season prior. Yeah. Look, well, First and
2: foremost, right? shout out J. He He's going to be playing, Just I believe, over in Barcelona uh-huh, with an all-star team. Yeah, the same thing that Joey
1: did last year. Yep, you got it. All over it. All over it.
0: Well, it's nice to see Joey Baker's going to Michigan. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> Congrats to Joey. I'm happy for yeah, him. We'll talk right? to him about it. Um, he should have gone to Cali, him. bro. He should have gone the Cali. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't spot. quite understand that move, but, you know, whatever. Um, okay, so I, I've seen a couple of different articles that have come out. I want to address both of them. Um, one came out that said the number 24 backcourt in the country next year is going to be Jeremy Roach and Proctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, another <laughs> article that came out. Uh, more recently, said the two most important players are going to be both in the backcourt for Shire. This one I agree with. Again, Jeremy Roach and your boy, Rick Wadehead. Is there- um, so let's talk about both, Jack. <clears throat> you made a good point right away. So Proctor and Roach won't even be in the backcourt starting the season.
2: I think it's going to be Whitehead starting at the two. I don't think he is a natural two, which is probably why that one Instagram page ranked.
1: This begs the question: What is a two though? You know what I mean, like. Yeah, in
2: college, there really is no such right. thing. <laughs> but he's, he's
1: gonna be on the wing, shooting the ball and driving the ball to the basket. He's he's every bit of a two, is what we see in college anywhere. Like, yeah, that, it's that's gonna a be different player.
2: from K's traditional two guard set, like two right. point guard set. But yeah, Dariq is gonna be is gonna be the starter next to Jeremy in the closest thing you could really call to a backcourt in modern college basketball. Again, at least to start. And then Proctor's going to be that six man. Mm-hmm. That being said, did you see who was ranked 23rd? It was oh, Sky Clark and Terrence yeah. Shannon. <laughs> Didn't Sky Clark get locked up by, by some, I think it was, I think it was to at yeah. some point. And then what's it called? Like Shannon. Do you not, do you not remember Shannon getting eviscerated by Roach? Yes, do sir. people not remember this? <laughs> yes, sir. Like, come on whatever man. use your
1: brain right well they chose the wrong they chose the wrong duo because if they put there Wadehead in there it should have been I, I put on their top ten or close to top ten and I was being super conservative like that is that is a top five backcourt in the nation easily and not number five by the way <laughs> like
0: you <it> just <laughs> there's
1: not there's not much you don't get much better than there Wadehead and, and jeremy Roach just coming here in college basketball as a duo like there there's other point guards who are in the conversation with Jeremy as top point guard. There's other two guards are, that are in the conversation with Reek as, you know, the best in the country or whatever, but not that duo. No, sir. Playing for John Shire, who was a, a guard at Duke himself. Nah, man. Like he's going to know exactly how to use these dudes.
0: So let's talk about the, the videos and AC, you, you make a good point. You know, we've said this, you know, every season that you can take them with a grand assault. Mm-hmm. Um, but what has, I guess encouraged you a little more than maybe you would have been at this point during the summer so far from what you've seen.
1: I I like, I honestly like how, like, how like the the reserves move on the court, not in in a way that they're going to earn a bunch of minutes. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's going to be valuable in practice. And I think John assembled an excellent practice group with, with the guys that he brought in. And I think that's the main thing we see from these videos is that the guys that he brought in are going to be good enough, to play some spot minutes here or there when needed in a game for situations but they are there for practice like that's what they're what? there for they're and there to push absolutely and, and they will do all of that they're grown men like the whole squad looks like they look big like most of them anyway and the only person we haven't seen yet is Tiger's proctor because i think he's still going through his coming to the u.s getting enrolled yeah, in Boop, they, all that they stuff say, what
0: mid-august jack is that right yes. i believe so
1: he's i think he's already there right and he already there but he's handling all that stuff is that what it is
2: he might still be. I'm, I'm not. All I know is he's not with the team 100% yet because he's not officially enrolled, right. I don't think.
1: Yeah, no, he's he's not enrolled until August, I believe. So like TK was saying. But either way, like everybody else on the floor, even Christian Reeves, man, he's he's looked like he's put on some size. He's, I don't think he's going to play this year. The plan is still a retro in him. But who knows how, you know, who knows how things dictate that. But they look good. I like the way they look. And this doesn't change anything from what I felt about this team, which was this year is going to be a good year for Shire as his first year. And if a lot of these guys stick around. Next year is going to be incredible.
0: And Jack, I uh, wanted to kind of tee you up for this one. Your boy, Lively, um, what have you seen from him? Uh, what is your you know, kind of takeaway from kind of the reports that will come out uh, about him? You, you kind of see 50-50. You see he has disappointed, and then you see some of the videos where he looks all world. So what do you take from that?
2: Well, first and foremost, I think he can throw a mean water balloon. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> well, for Fourth of July special.
2: um second i i really i'm still ridiculously high i did i did get to see a little bit of lively uh playing in high school and he's he's a good player he's not gonna put up 30 he might not even put up 15 he doesn't need to the guy's gonna play a lot of defense he's gonna pull down rebounds he's a great lob threat he can stretch the floor if needed he you know what he kind of reminds me of anthony davis on the defensive end this is high school just to be clear that we're talking mm-hmm. about. So I'm not saying Lively is the next AD in any sense of the term, but I think he could, he could do that. He could potentially do that. And you guys, I'm sure you guys remember AD was really, really, really raw in college.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause he had just, he had just come off of being a point guard to yeah, two, about two exactly. seasons before that. So he was and- learning the position.
2: Lively Lake, obviously, he's he's incredibly raw. This guy was a three, four-star recruit less than a year ago. And now yep. he's, he's top of the top for good reason, uh, I will say. But this is a guy who has really just recently come into his own, and now he's going to have to adjust to the college level. He's going to be a great player. He's going to be someone that we remember down the road. But he might not be that way on day one, and we're going to have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not concerned and I won't be concerned unless it's still Derek Lively disappointing in March.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I think I think what is really going to help him is if he just lets Roach dictate the offense and he just makes himself in the right spots and lets Mm -hmm. Roach find him. You know, he doesn't have to be any more than we need him to be. Um, Like you said, we don't need him to be a 15 plus point scorer. Just be in the right place. He's played good defense. Let the game come to you, and let Rose dictate. Let Whitehead do what he does, son mm-hmm. Whitehead, and make sure <laughs> no, no. that you, you're just coming along. Let the game come to you, and as the season progresses, you you get more and more involved. I think that's all he needs to do. You don't have to do anything out of the ordinary because we're not asking no, you to. Because we have we have the depth, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, for, and he'll for, score. And we have the score. Yeah, exactly.
1: He'll score double digits just on offensive rebounds and lobs alone. Like he'll he'll score double digits just on that, so he's going to be that kind of a threat. Just he's going to be a, the same kind of threat Mark was. I just I don't think he's going to be quite as good as Mark yet. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. He's he's bigger, but, but he'll but, but
0: he'll he'll be farther he'll be farther along than Mark right. was at the same point at the same stage. Yes, or, but he's but, not going to
2: be putting up that twenty three and nineteen right. game that Mark did to end his freshman season. And that's he right. may on he may one. very
1: well have one of those. Like that's the thing. Like he's oh I think of, he will. Getting ten putbacks in a game or or lobs and then and then grabbing nineteen boards because that's what he's gonna do. He's seven two standing in the middle. Like he's, he's not doing he's that against be, Kansas stuff. Right, right, no, 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 no. no.
0: Yeah, we'll get to the Kansas stuff a little bit later, obviously. But you know, in terms of uh, you mentioned some of the the results, I think you're right with you know Shire putting together a perfect practice squad. They're gonna mm-hmm. push the guys. Anybody else that has stood out to you? um that we haven't brought up yet I, I you know flip uh, is it you know when like anybody that you've seen that you're like okay that looks a little bit better maybe a little bit worse like anybody from from your standpoint AC not
1: not really not yet uh, I think everybody's doing things they're supposed to do like they showed Filipowski hitting a three he's supposed to do that like that's one of the skills that he's supposed to have brought to this team so I'm not I'm not impressed by it yet. We gotta see it in games. One thing I have seen is Grandison's been a leader. They showed some of the drill highlights and stuff. He's been a leader in the drills and very vocal. He's gonna bring that that kind of senior energy that I think is really good. And it's senior energy at a new spot. Like he's not he's not stale at Illinois anymore. Like he's in a new place, new atmosphere. Like I think it's gonna do a lot to rejuvenate him as a player as well, which it's not like he needed a bunch of rejuvenation. He was already kind of on a a, a slight rise anyway, but I think he's gonna be a good leader for this team.
0: Alright, so I think that's what we have so far. I mean, it's, it's mid-July. Um, you know, you're not going to get a whole lot of tidbits out there. You're going to see a lot of practice videos, you know, workout videos, and things like that. Usually everything that comes out, outside of injuries, is going to be positive. So hopefully they keep working together. Hopefully Project can get there and, and work himself in. Next play. A, lot, a lot has happened since we, you know, last got on the <laughs> mic right before the draft, right? And so the College uh, fans everywhere, you've seen a million different opinions on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, USC and UCLA have now decided that they're going to go to the Big 10. Uh, so they have coast all the way from Rutgers and Maryland to UCLA and the Southern Beaches of California <laughs> with USC. Um,
1: I'm like, East is compared to what? Hawaii, it, it, Right? right
0: uh... <laughs> it, it It's just, just kind of wild. From New York yeah. to LA is the Big 10 now. Yeah. Uh, SEC obviously already had uh, Oklahoma and Texas lined up. Um, there was a rumor that came out, and it was just that. It was just a rumor that Carolina, UVA, FSU, and Clemson were going to go to the SEC, that they wanted them, and, and vice versa. Turns out that may have just been you know, a falsified rumor, but it begs the question, right? Mm-hmm. um let's talk about kind of college athletics and programs he's a topic that ac and i've covered for years now um but it's starting to come to fruition and and honestly is coming to fruition a little bit sooner than even i predicted mm-hmm. um i figured that uh, when all the dust settled that you would have four super conferences of about 20 teams each and they would break off from the ncaa i've changed that a little bit now ac to say okay Maybe you're just going to have these two super conferences, 40, maybe 40, you know, 46 teams or something like that, where they break off from the NCA. And then you have maybe a handful of other programs scattered around the country that, you know, can kind of go in between or something like that. I don't know. Right. It's going to be wild. But, you know, overall, <clears throat> kind of after the dust is settled with USC and UCLA um the the rumor that was out there mm-hmm. um you know with the four ACC teams talk about the overall landscape of college athletics are you shocked by any of it where do you kind of see it going
1: no I'm not shocked I'm I'm interested to see what teams go where and how the conference like the big 10 I I mean I get the all it was was a name right it was never it was never a designation like a geographical designation so it's not hard to wrap your head around it but then when they're like Oh, Gonzaga might join the Big East. It's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> you can't be the Big East anymore, but whatever. You know, it's just right. a name. It's just a label. It doesn't really matter for
2: Atlantic Coast,
1: right? Right. Yeah, it's just a a label for what's going to happen. It's fine. It's no big deal. But like you said, I don't, I don't disagree. I, I still think it would probably be smart to keep four conferences, like an the East to the West to South and a Midwest or something like that, just for for the sake of travel. Number one, on these kids are still in school, we got to remember that. But It's coming like what you said, what you said is not wrong. It is coming some some form of conference shift where these conferences are not going to be able to financially sustain themselves anymore. And they're just going to have to be absorbed by something bigger. And the ACC would do everything in its power or should do everything in its power to be one of those because. There's got to be smoke to those rumors somehow because they didn't they might have just popped up or somebody might have took something and ran with it. But there was some kind of information because after that, you started hearing about. The beans being spilled about a bunch of stuff, ESPN losing the ACC contract and, yeah. a of, you know, all these different no, things. We're no, no, like... nagging you know,
0: on the ACC contract, like they're going to yeah. pull, pull out of that.
1: Yeah. Right, right. Which, you know, I mean, yeah. like who who knows how true any of that stuff was. And in some of those bits of information, something was true. It's not all a lie. So, Correct. you know, we'll we'll see what, what that might have sparked. Maybe it sparked the ACC into doing what it needs to do financially to keep teams around and add some new teams and such. Uh, I know UConn has been one that's been lobbying to get in the ACC for years now. So we'll see what happens, man.
0: So I want to keep it on on the holistic level before we dive into the ACC, Jack, Mm -hmm. um, because I do want to talk about specific programs within the ACC and what they could potentially counteract and do. Um, But I wanted to ask you specifically, do you see... The NCAA still being viable in three to five years because I think that it is very realistic that pro, uh, conferences just say, we screw the NCAA, we're just going to do our own thing."
2: I think it kind of has to be not for the power conferences, but for the low majors and Division Two and Division Three. Mm-hmm. I don't see them going away because where will they go? The the guys that rake in money, the the Clemson, the Alabama, the Kentucky and Duke, if you're looking at basketball, things like that, the SECs, the ACCs, the Big Ten, Big 12, if they're still around, who knows, they're going to rake in money. I don't think it matters if they're playing in the NCAA or not. That being said, the guys that don't have a chance at college football playoff, which in and of itself isn't necessarily an NCAA thing, it's really just they're in a situation. They're in a situation where they're screwed and they can't leave the NCAA because they got nowhere to go. So I think the NCAA is still going to be viable. I just don't, I think it's going to be like an FCS to the FBS. If, uh, if you know what I'm saying, that is the power of conferences, if they break off.
0: Yeah, I I think that's right. I think what is going to happen is you're going to get, and again, originally I said 80, you know, last year, probably, or the year Mm -hmm. before, I said 80 teams. Um, It may not be that because financially, there may not be 80 programs, um, collegiate programs that can afford to be able to do that, mm-hmm. um, and they might not be financially viable uh, for those, you know, conferences. Um, but I do believe Jack is right in terms of everybody else will still be a part of the MCAA. and you know they'll continue business as usual, which is probably won't get the notoriety, the fanfare um, that you kind of see now. Because I, I think that the ncaa tournament for instance mm-hmm. um if if this goes the the way i think it will that's going to be watered down beyond belief
1: yeah either watered down or it's going to belong to somebody else other than the ncaa like you're saying like you
0: know, you'll have two different tournaments right like, i mean it'll w- still and, keep there but it,
1: it's going to look very and similar won't, to it won't be
0: the top dog
1: yeah the the nit used to be one of the top tournament and then the NCAA tournament took over and then you had those two tournaments and teams had to choose. Do you want to go to the NCAA tournament or NIT? And you know, a, a lot of big schools and they'll choose an NIT as opposed to NCAA tournament. It was one of those types of things. So I think you'll see that initially. It just, it, who gets the better TV deal? That's, that's the big question here. Right. right. Who's going to get the better TV deal? Cause it's all driven by TV. It's all driven by football and who's going to survive that. That's who has enough of, both programs to be able to sustain or one good, really good football program that can kind of carry their basketball program. Cause there's money that has to be spent. You got to spend money to have a good team and to be a part of a program that's viable for another conference.
0: Yeah. And that's a good segue AC to talking about the ACC because it is all about football. Next play. Mm-hmm. And we talk about the ACC and you know, you hear a lot of things, right? Um, the grant of rice deal uh, and how horrific and handcuffing, That is for the ACC. It's a 10-year deal um, where every other major conference, Big Ten, SEC, are renegotiating after a year or two Mm -hmm. because they realize that the TV money that they're getting is exponential each and every year. Mm -hmm. And you see that. And that's why they're raking it in. And the ACC is now hand-pumped by the grain of rice. So that's the negative, right? Mm -hmm. The positive, you can look at it, is it has kept the 15 teams together. Right. well, including Notre Dame and, and, you know, the fact that Notre Dame has to play five ACC games every year. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, that's a positive. Um, you know, Jackie brought up Clemson, um, but Clemson, in my mind, is very regional. So they really don't have the power that, you know, yeah, they have the on-field success, but I think, uh, and I know that we've gone back and forth on this, um, I think there's a big difference between on-the-field Performance and what your value is as a athletic department, as a program, and as a university. So for the ACC, what is their next move? Other than you know the you know elephant in the room, who can whoever can get Notre Dame, that's that's it. I get that part. So putting them aside, what else can the ACC do to not get pipped apart by the SEC in the big time?
2: Can I, can I open really quick just by saying the sure. ACC screwed themselves? Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, yeah, totally we've exactly. said
0: that, but you got
2: to go back a little bit further than the TV deal. The whole realignment that they're kind of trying to resist a little bit right now. You guys remember what started the last realignment about 10 years ago?
0: Well, Raiding the Big East. You know, yes, it was TV. the ACC raiding yeah.
2: the Big East yeah. and destroying it.
0: Right in, Big they, brought, they brought in B, uh, BC, Sonny Jack, BC, Miami, Pitt. Um, so, and, and they, Virginia Tech, only Virginia Tech, Virginia, only sorry, Virginia Tech. My
2: bad. I, <laughs> but more like specifically the one that was it was Louisville, yeah, and Pitt, yep, and Syracuse, and Syracuse, and, and Notre East. Dame, yeah. That one mm-hmm. is what started all the realignment, the creation of the AAC out of the old Big East. Yep. the creation of the new Big East by the schools that didn't want to become essentially a mid-major. And the ACC did that as a response to marriage. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, exactly. And Trying to do the same thing now.
1: Exactly. And the yeah. ACC
2: is trying to avoid it, and they just screwed themselves about 10 years later.
1: It, it really set them back, especially focusing only on the Big East because while there was some good football happening in the Big East, it was mainly a couple of teams. It was, you know, primarily Miami. And then you had Virginia Tech there, who was who was a, a nationally known program, at least coming off of Michael Vick. And yeah. then even even Tech coming to the ACC and then dominating ACC didn't really do as much for the program as you would think it would. So that kind of showed how weak the ACC was going to be in football, and, and we see it now.
0: Yeah, and, and along those lines, you know, they really were banking on the U – Mm-hmm. banking on obviously clemson mm-hmm. um fsu uh being those even louisville to an extent virginia tech uh being those programs that would carry us uh yeah. because we, we need them as a conference um and unfortunately outside of clemson of course it, it just hasn't happened
1: right fsu being what they've been the past few years has definitely been a key because florida state was a national brand that was as as much USC as you know nationally USC as as they were like everybody knew who Florida State was everybody was paying attention to Florida State yeah that that was a big brand and then for them to just fall off the face of the earth the way they have Miami too I mean that was that was
2: big Louisville to a lesser extent even just like five six years ago they had Lamar Jackson and they were Mm -hmm. and I I put them in the same
1: I put them in the same breath as tech it was like that's that second tier the second tier the first tier, you got to have those that can sustain you. Alabama, Auburn, LSU, that, that sustains your conference. But then when you have the other teams actually step up and compete with those guys, that's huge. And, and that's what you saw with Virginia Tech and, and you know, Louisville and what Syracuse was supposed to do in football, and none of them did it.
2: Shout out to Greg Paulus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but even, even, even Pitt, you know, even Pitt, yeah. you know, in terms of a, a football program, um, you know, the, the names that have come out of there, you would think that they'd be able to hold some, at least you know some you know form of weight to the mid tier of the ACC football wise, and they really haven't done that either. It's, so it seems yeah. like so, these
1: athletic departments, especially in the ACC, have had to put more resources towards basketball than they would want, and and less from football. And I think that's hurting those squads because sure, it, trying to compete with Duke and C in basketball and trying to you know essentially doing the same thing as you want to do in football, but. Football brings far more money than basketball does, so that I, th- I think a lot of those teams have had the pressure to go that direction, and football has fallen by the wayside big time in this conference.
0: Yeah, and, and you brought up UNC, and I, I want to kind of focus on them a little <laughs> bit. Uh, and, and I know Jack wants to jump in here on this as well, but uh, UNC to me, uh, and and if you're weak, if you have a weak stomach, you probably want to turn away here. <laughs> uh, but I think that I think what UNC has done from a program standpoint and athletic department standpoint uh, is exactly what you should have done. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. they, have, they have a lot of things going on for them. They've invested over the last 10 years a shit ton into their football program. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the boosters lined up stadium uh, refurbishing. Um, and they got some draft picks, right? They have all these things, but they really put a shit ton of focus on their football program. Mm -hmm. You have that coupled with the fact that they are the state school, the preeminent state school. Mm -hmm. You have any state that is widely popular, only growing in the top 10 uh, nationally in terms of population. So they are going to be looked at, uh, in in my opinion, outside of Notre Dame, uh, because I think that's just a different conversation. And and obviously Notre Dame can pick what they want to do. But outside of Notre Dame, I think UNC is probably the most valuable commodity on the board currently and heaven forbid they leave the ACC because I don't know what that what that's going to go to Duke and I don't want to focus on Duke yet because we'll get to them at the end but right now Jack to me UNC can call their shot
2: I mean UNC football was a joke even four or five years ago and then they signed one of uh, the more lucrative programs I know yeah and
0: and and I'll let you finish that because I know you're going to say and, and and we we had this argument I, I gotta reemphasize: we, you know, a lot of fans—not not you specifically—a lot of fans out there they'll mistake on the field performance versus how valuable your program is, and that's what you gotta see with UNC. So yeah, they I was be, getting be there. Mediocre, <laughs> yeah, I had it though, Jack. Frustrates me.
2: I was gonna. I hate Carolina. I'm I'm the only one of the three of us who's actually a Duke football fan too. And as much as that hurts me every fall, I, I hate UNC football too, but they've, they've done a great job. They brought back Mac Brown. They, mm-hmm. uh, they fired that guy, Fedora, who was just terrible. <laughs> um, they, I remember actually, even when Fedora was there, they were using basketball, their basketball program in really weird ways to get football mm-hmm. back up on the map. They, uh, they got a Duke commit to flip to UNC at quarterback, mm-hmm. um, by having Roy Williams offer his brother, a a spot on the basketball team. yep. And uh, you guys might know that that quarterback, he's currently a linebacker in the NFL is Chaz Surratt. Yep. He was committed to Duke. They offered his brother who ended up being a wide receiver at wake. Mm -hmm. Funny enough, um, a spot Roy Williams offered him a spot on the basketball team. He committed, ended up decommitting, going to wake for football, but that got Chaz Surratt there. And then of course, Danny Jones destroyed him in their, uh, and those two's uh, <laughs> one go at each other. Shout out Danny Jones. I there you uh, go. had to get it in. I'm an Eagles fan, but I still love Danny
0: Jones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, that aside though, that was, that was a great use of the resources they had to help build. Cause Surratt was a great football recruit. He would have been one of the better ones Dukes brought in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then and, you see, yeah. they do that. They get, eventually they get Howell with Brown Brown moves around to linebacker where he ends up all ACC, I think, or something like that, Mm -hmm. a third round pick. And they were able to build, like, obviously they never end up performing as well as expected on the field, but it's still enough to be like their respectable team. You get to like 500 consistently with a great basketball program. And you're a great brand to pick up. If Duke can get back to there consistently with their new coach, Elko. On top of the generational
1: wealth that UNC has between Tobacco, everything else, man, like they're, they're, they are the perfect team for the SEC, so it's like like TK is saying, like it's call your own shot at this point. It is, wh- what do you want to do? Do you want to save a conference and be the the backbone of, of an ACC that's looking to rebuild and get a new TV deal and everything else, or do you want to just take your cards and say I'm going to the SEC and a couple of teams are going to go with you, Clemson, Florida State, somebody's going to go.
2: Oh, those two are built for the SEC.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they they got to get you know they got to get back to where they were. Football-wise or what have you, but they are—they're there, man. They're the—they're the crew that can sustain an ACC if there's going to be one that exists.
0: Yeah, and so on that note, and putting you guys on the spot, what do you think that they do? I mean, it's honestly tour. I mean, you, you know, you can't be wrong here, right? Because mm-hmm. you're, you're you're shooting off the hip. But what do you think that they ultimately do? Because I think personally, they end up going to the SEC.
1: Yeah, I do too. I I, I think they go to the SEC. I think they. And I know we're gonna get here. I think they take Duke with them, and I think that's what happens. And I, I think, think they two stay. more go from the SEC as well.
2: I think they stay. I I think they stay because, you know, that's that wine and cheese crowd. They're not gonna to wanna to go to the SEC. You think that you think those clowns that oh rah, rah, they're gonna lose all their football games.
1: Yeah, but if you can convince those boosters
0: yeah, that they're gonna I get that SEC think that man, money, of course like... I, I think they'll end up I think, I think they'll end up getting recruits. You know, now you're in the yeah. SEC, now you're playing Alabama, now you're playing LSU. Does Vanderbilt playing. get recruits? It's a different program. I know it's a different, program. It's a that's different a, program. That's actually a good point though, Jeff. That's actually a completely different, you know, type of university too. So, you know, they will have the resources and, and, and I've actually wondered this for a while. I've seen a lot of people that uh, I do go down this route, but I've seen a lot of people say that there's no way that any of these conferences would drop any of their current schools to pick up someone else or anything like that. Why, why you not? See, why yeah. not? That'd the SEC wants to
2: stay where they are, team wise. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean they want to keep the same schools exactly. And, and
1: Vanderbilt is not a. That's not a school that Van, Vandy's just That's a holdover from right. from kind of the old guard. But if you get a chance, and it, it's not like just because you bring in some new teams doesn't necessarily mean another team has to leave. But yeah, especially if we're talking all these giant super conferences, you know, somebody doesn't necessarily have to leave. But if they needed to kick somebody out, Vandy's the first one uh, to Vandy's go.
0: Gone. It. Vandy has no to question. Sha- Vandy yeah. has to be shaken right now. Yeah.
2: They got to be looking for like Big East or something.
1: Yeah, the rest of that conference is just carrying them.
0: Right. Right. Um, so it was a good transition to Duke then, right? Because if Vandy leaves, that would technically open up a spot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, One thing obviously we all know is that Duke's basketball program carries this university, carries the athletic department. Mm -hmm. It's very odd that that would be the case for a major conference uh, power, but that is the case here. Um, Jack, I'll give you the first crack at this because you said that you believe that UNC stays in the ACC. Um, Do you think that that has anything to do with Duke, you know, being, you know, keep that intact? Or is it just you know we can be the cream of the crop we can you know what is your reasoning for thinking that they'll stay in the ACC and what do you what do you think that that I mean obviously the, the effect for Duke there is they don't have to do anything
2: yeah I mean I think if Carolina is to leave I think they take Duke with them that being said they stay for the simple reason that like they can still get their money especially if the TV deal gets renegotiated that's the big that's the big thing I think that's that's a key and i think espn wants it cuz they pull in a lot of money on the acc tournament and on basketball in general and a solid amount on football in the southeast so i think that's a big that's a big piece again big if especially now comcast which is pretty large portion of the country myself included now finally has it so it's a little more lucrative it's a big spot i also would like to point out Duke basketball brings in about the same amount of revenue as Vanderbilt football. So,
0: well, that's wild. It is wild, uh, and I think that it speaks to the Duke program. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you're bringing in what Vanderbilt football brings in, it kind of kind of speaks to the point, uh, emphasizes the point that Duke football has to do something if they're going to be remaining viable uh, as an athletic department, because my thought is that if Duke doesn't get the benefit of the doubt and UNC brings him with him to the SEC or Big Ten or whatever, my thought is that Duke is going to have to then look at, okay, do we go to the Big East and drop our football down to D-1-double-A um, or, you know, just say, hey, we'll just be, you know, uh, a low-end D1 program that might get to the um, you know minor people every seven years
1: nah but Duke is too important to any conference and any any group of teams just with the Nike contract alone like
0: right you that's, you know so that, that's so
1: that's so that's going to get them and if if UNC went to the SEC the SEC would absolutely gobble that up yeah like you said Duke football is going to have to provide something but if the basketball program is already providing what a college with one of your football programs can provide anything the football program can give you is gravy so you know that's on them to be able to to put the money towards it and and turn it up but didn't just hire a general manager for nothing they don't have the brand set up the way they do for nothing basketball is lucrative it's shown that it's shown that it's not it is not football but it is not useless it's not it's not tennis so th- there is plenty of money to be made with the NCAA tournament, with the conference tournaments, and you put Duke in the SEC with U- UNC, UK, you know some of the other squads that exist there. It's like okay, that's big money. That's to have those two teams, those three teams playing twice a year each other. Like that—that's old it's ACC huge. basketball again. So that's,
0: that's huge. I mean, you bring in Kentucky to Cameron Indoor Stadium every year. TV- oh, that's oh, that would be Vanessa. so fun. That's TV ratings. ratings that's gonna break. Yeah.
1: Oh my god, that's. That
0: that's not and planning. that and, that, and that, that, that has to be Duke's pitch. Is yeah, that, exactly. hey, look, We are investing in our football program. Give us five right. years. Give us whatever. Um, because I think you know, outside of Jack, he might be the only person that goes to the games at Duke. Uh, also, <laughs> I know, don't even they, live but, close enough to go. Well, you know, the point is though is that they're not even filling Wallace Wade. Right. And Wallace is a tiny, you know, tiny. I don't want to call a stadium, but whatever. But you know, it's tiny. So like, they have to be able to. Show progress toward that, um, and give like a five ten year plan. of this is what we achieve, or, or we're looking to achieve in the next five to ten years, and here's how we're going to get there.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. And joining a conference like the SEC, you just talked about, that brings other perks. That brings if you don't, if the kids don't go to Tier One, Tier Two, Tier Three in the SEC, then Duke is next up. So that that I think the old Southern Conference that used to exist in the '70s and '60s comes back, and I think that I think Duke and UNC are going to be a part of that.
0: So okay, so you and I both think that Duke and UNC go to the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, where does that put the college basketball landscape? Because now you have Duke UNC, <laughs> Kentucky, yes. you know, Arkansas, is, you know, back, mm-hmm. uh, Texas Tech, you know, A and M, you know, all these programs that are you know investing heavily in, in, in LSU like they're all even Bama like they're all investing heavily uh in the basketball programs what does that do I mean is the SEC tournament not the national championship like I mean is that isn't the kind of like ACC a
1: tournament
0: right no it's not though because you know the I mean let's be honest like the, we, we, we joke about it every year where okay quote unquote the ACC is down uh but it's if been, you, yeah it's, right you know so you know it was nice to see this year, especially in the NCAA tournament, the ACC really hold their own um, and kind of be like, okay, hey, we're still around. You know, UVA is what they are. We haven't even talked about them. Like, what do they do? Are they going to the Big Ten? Are they going to go to the ACC? Like, what are they going to do?
1: That's a good question because it's like when when I saw UVA on that list out of the group of teams, I was like, why would they pick UVA? <laughs> like, why would that's they want right UVA? Right, right. That's that's a score right now that doesn't have a direction in either sport quite honestly if we're if we're really looking at it but again state school and a bunch of money and, and, and virginia
0: moms. obviously being you know a, a yeah. very large state growing yes, yes. as well and very similar to uh, north carolina
1: but they're not even like they're not the biggest ticket in the in the state right now still like right. still... J- J-
0: jmu is yeah. and i get that um <laughs> you know best program in the state <laughs> there's no question about that Continue. but yeah
1: but i mean but you have you have tech and uva taking too much away from each other in a small state in a small market so those two in my opinion wouldn't make sense to go to to the sec because most of the schools you see in the sec unless like they it's either in a large state or it's the only game in town so i i, I don't know that uva and, and and uva and tech fit that mold honestly so
0: so could they go to the big 10 and that now you have Maryland, UVA back, you know, Maryland Potentially. back, you know, something like that. At least you yep. have a little bit more East Coast.
1: And you have coast-to-coast coverage at that point. Yeah. You have East co- almost completely to the East Coast, and you have all the way over to the West Coast now with the addition of UCLA and USC. So that, that does bring eyeballs from two totally different sides of the country. So that, that increases your market share for sure.
0: Well, all I know is it's going to be a wild ride, um, strap in, and we're going to see what happens. But uh, I think I think Duke is definitely nervous uh, in terms of, you know, what does UNC do? I think Duke has to to look at all their options. And, you know, quite frankly, uh, you know, Swofford has screwed the ACC so many different ways mm-hmm. uh, that I'm not going to let him get off the hook here in this podcast. <laughs> get him. Get I mean, him. Honestly, yeah, he's a complete piece of shit. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> I don't even want to give them
2: that Hey, let me get one more Duke football thing in. Get they it. currently have a higher rated recruiting class for 23 than Bama, so don't sleep.
0: <laughs> My man. <laughs> and on that note, Duke football. <laughs> who, who does Duke football open up with this year? I have no idea. <laughs> Matt is our hard Duke football fan. <laughs> there it is. Alright, so we, it's, it's the offseason, Jack's now part of the working force. AC and I, we just keep plugging away. That's what we do. Find Mm -hmm. us on Twitter. Follow Jack on Instagram. Let's get this game done. Go Duke. Let's go Duke. Let's go Duke. Hey, guys. Thanks for
1: checking out the 5 Point Play podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And also check us out on Twitter and Instagram. 5 Point Play Podcast. Let's go Duke.